We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that comes in from Tab. Help me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns, because I don't know it all. So uh, I'd love to have you guys uh, get on the phones with us this morning. one 800 Nope. 1-800-966-9842 and uh, 522-9842. Feel free to get online. Yes, you can call on the contest line, too, even though you're not going to win anything. 800-953-1080. And we'll do our best. So generally, the lines are usually more open in the first hour than the second, so it's a good time to get on. So you guys, you know... You've heard of streaming music, right? That's where you pay for um, a subscription to connect over the internet to get your music downloaded to you, right? So you're paying for a subscription at 10 bucks a month. Then you're paying for the data coming down to listen to the tune, right? And Spotify is trying to go public. Okay, they are going to be uh, selling their Spotify as a streaming music service. You might be aware of. And uh, they're going to go public, and uh, they think that this is a good idea. I'm not sure. I've, I've never made any sense of this this uh, approach to uh, music. As far as I'm concerned, the model makes absolutely no sense. And, and technically, the math makes no sense either because the boys at Spotify and girls have lost $1.5 billion last year selling you music. <laughs> I laugh because, are you kidding me? I mean, radio has figured out how to sell you music. It's free. Uh, and it just works, and you get your music, and they have ads. Well, in this case, Spotify is uh, selling you a subscription and still figured out how to lose $1.5 billion. Um, they've got 72 million subscribers, good for you guys, all paying 10 bucks, And still, still, they bring in $4.5 billion in, the, in, uh, in premiums. They make only five hundred million in revenue for from ad sales, and uh, still manage to lose one point five billion dollars. Why is this? Well, because they have to pay the artists huh, for their music, and uh, the artists want to get paid, and and basically the artists get about seventy three percent of every subscription. That's a big number, and that leaves only twenty seven percent available for poor Spotify to survive on. Same thing with Pandora; they're having issues. They're much smaller. Um, they also are losing money. And uh, so, the, again, my point is, one-to-one, -one, when the model is one-to-one, -one, when I have to pay 10 bucks to have a tune streamed down to me, and then I have to pay for the data as well, which is going to be coming, by the way. You're going to be paying by the bit. You know it's coming. Um, you're going to ask yourself, huh, let's see. I wonder if there's a way for me to listen to my music anytime I want, as often as I want, without paying for it more than once. Hmm, hmm, how would I do that? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know, CD? Oh, yeah, that works. 
buying the tune as an MP3 once, it's only a buck. Put it on my MP3 player or whatever you want to put it on. Listen to it as often as you like. You've already paid the artist, which they're due, their money, but you don't have to keep paying for it over and over and over again. And still, Spotify makes it all brings in all this revenue and manages to lose one and a half billion dollars. It's the year 2018, and we don't know how to make money in music. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So uh, basically, uh, the, the story here at USA Today is: Do you stream music? These good times may not last. Frankly, I wouldn't consider it good times to pay 120 bucks a year to listen to music over a stream. <laughs> I would just buy the tune once. Um, but if you do do that and you find it's a good thing, you might you might find your streaming company's belly up before you know it because they're not making any money. They're losing their shirts. Well, where's their money going? I mean, well, they don't make enough. They, it costs them too much to deliver you that tune over and over again. Why? Computers are expensive. Bandwidth is expensive. Technology is expensive. Well, here in the radio station, which has been around for 100 plus years, you know what we do? We stick up at a big antenna on a mountain and broadcast it to you. I mean, it's not cheap either, but it's not as expensive as doing it the way they're doing it. We still pay ASCAP for every you know any tune that goes out, right? So, the, again, the artist gets paid, but clearly the model for streaming is busted. From what I can tell. In other news, did you hear what's happening with, I like to say this because it's either Jaguar or as the British call it, Jaguar. So the folks at Jaguar, I'll, I'll use the British uh, approach, have this iPace that's coming out. And it's going to be a, a competitor to the Tesla Model X. Now, Jaguar has been building uh, cars for a long time. So it's kind of an exciting thing here to come up with a, a luxury. Now, they call it luxury because, again, any any vehicle you're going to spend eighty dollars to $90,000 on, um, of course, with your $7,000 U.S. taxpayer paid subsidy for your luxury vehicle off the top, you get that, you know, Jaguar will take advantage of that as well, like Tesla has. Uh, but they're going to give you a, a, some options rather than just having the one um, uh, quote-unquote SUV. So it's going to zero to 60 in four and a half seconds. And uh, it's going to start, of course, at $80,000, <laughs> just like the, uh, the the Model X does. And um, who knows if you'll be able to park your Jaguar Model X at a Tesla charging station, um, or we'll have to stick Jaguar charging stations up, and we'll have to stick, you know, the next ones will be Honda uh, charging stations. Who knows? Hopefully, you're able to stick your uh, electric car and plug it into any charging station. I would assume that would be the case, but who knows? Um, but it's kind of neat to see some other competitors coming into the market who actually build cars in a, in a mass scale. Um, Tesla's having a hard time with that. They're more of a boutique shop. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. And I just thought it was neat that it's coming out there. I figured I'd let you guys know. We'll put a link uh, to it. It's a beautiful-looking car. And uh, maybe we'll see more on the road soon. Do you have anything, uh, Bob, you wanted to bring up? Yeah, I got a bunch of them here. But uh, let's see. My... Uh Two articles that are the most interesting to me mm -hmm. is Apple plans healthcare clinics as an employee perk. Their own healthcare. Their own healthcare. They're going to bring it in house. Sure. So, um, because of the rising cost of healthcare, mm -hmm. since the government took it over, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they plan to open a number of healthcare center for its employees. Uh, surfaced this week, mm -hmm. called the AC Wellness Network. Oh, it's not called Eye Care. No, AC Wellness Network. Okay. <laughs> the centers oh. offer a unique concierge-like healthcare experience for nice. employees and their dependents, mm. according to a website Apple set up for the initiative. 
Nice. Apple revealed more details about its healthcare venture at the Glassdoor job website. Wow. So basically, they're going to set this up, and they're going to find, and they found that, as Bloomberg has, mm-hmm. that when you're a larger company, yeah, you have the power of uh, volume. Sure. So they they can actually hire doctors, well, of course, and buy the equipment, of course, and run the services themselves, and of and course, do it as cut the middleman out. It's the ultimate company store to be indebted to. <laughs> but yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, I mean, a lot of companies that are large are self-insured. May as well just hire the doctors and pay them directly. Like IBM, Intel, all yeah. of these really big companies. Sure, uh, will find that uh, providing healthcare directly mm-hmm. to their employees uh, is going to save them money. It, it could. Sure. Oh, that's great. Great news. Another Bitcoin news. Uh, Bob showed me this, and it is kind of funny. Um, well, not if you're in Iceland. Uh, thieves steal six hundred. Uh, powerful Bitcoin mining computers. So this is a what a two million dollar computer heist out of the uh, placid uh, country of Iceland, where the uh, thieves are hoping to make their fortune in Bitcoin, which is by the way fake money. They want to make uh, their fortunes in fake money. You stealing actual <laughs> computers worth two million dollars. And uh, we'll see what happens with this. Obviously, uh, if uh, they're found somewhere there in Iceland, um, they're going to be going to jail for a long time. But uh, although they got away, they yeah. did capture the incident on film. You're kidding? Yeah, it says right there in the article they captured it on film. And here's the thing that that, that bugged me about that article. Yeah, is somebody had these computers? What was it? Six hundred of them? Yeah, in their home. 600 systems in their home. Yes. I didn't see that. Yeah, that was in there. And I was thinking, well, yeah, okay, he had a security system, but he had it in his home and not in his business. And somebody knew about it because they they broke in and took them. (laughs) That's a lot of machines. And we talked about this on the last show that there's shortages of uh, NVIDIA-based processors for video cards and and processors in general through Intel and motherboards because these Bitcoin miners are trying to earn their fortune in fake money. And uh, they're they're buying up all the equipment. So this poor guy just lost his shirt. I mean, he's not going to be able to make enough Bitcoin now to make up for his loss of $2 million. I wonder how that's going to be insured. I wonder if he had insurance, probably insurance that cost an arm and a leg on $2 million bucks worth of computers, especially with the, when your security system is so poor. Well, maybe he ran his business out of his home. Well, he did. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Silly. We'll put but, a link up here for you guys, but uh, it's that's the nature of the world these days. Hopefully his uh, insurance, he had enough coverage. <laughs> Two right. million dollars worth. <laughs> but you just, you just ask. I mean, really, they, instead, these thieves are literally going in and stealing equipment to mine fake money. You know, they've decided. You know what? Instead of being an honest thief and steal something and sell it again, they're going to steal something to say to so mine if fake they, money. If they catch <laughs> it's them, crazy. Their defense will be. Well, we're just fake thieves because we stole us money, the, these fake computers so that we could well, steal real fake computers. money. They're the real computers. Well, real computers. We'll put a link up there for you guys. It's from CNET. So, uh, all right, we'll step out, step out for a quick break. You've got enough of the uh, technology news that we found interesting. One line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Steve, John, and Gary, hang on. We'll be right back. And we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. I just keep thinking about it. If you've got $2 million actual dollars to spend on 600 computers, I could tell you right now, if you just invested $2 million actual dollars in an actual company, 
you're you're without all the just imagine the power his his power meter on his home must be spinning just it must be red hot because of all the power he's consuming i mean i know they're in iceland so they it's, it's all hydroelectric power or not high geothermal and um maybe it's a little cheaper than the average than in here in connecticut which is ridiculous but i mean come on two million bucks in actual you've got actual cash to invest and you're gonna do it in fake money well i'm thinking that he he may have had an order for those 600 computers so maybe he's selling it was them. inventory. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. And then the other thing is the way they are hoping to catch him yeah. is if somebody goes and sets up 600 computers. Magically. <laughs> they're going to watch the uh, the electric um, the electric grid to yeah, see yeah. if there's any uh, spikes in, in usage. <laughs> you're kidding, right? No. Oh, you're serious. The article. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's go on to Steve and Winston first for, for our first call. Hey, Steve, what's up? Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Bob. Morning. Good morning. Um, I kind of like Jaguar. You like Jaguar? Yeah, me too. I don't have the British accent down. My son could do that, but <laughs> I'll just say either. Jaguar. <laughs> and then um, I was going to say, did you did you ever get that list of the 50 worst things about the internet? Did you email it to us? Yeah. No, I don't think I did. months ago. Send okay. it again, Steve, just, to get help yeah. at Tab Inc. We'll take a look at it. There's only 50? Okay. I yeah, I think Bitcoin <laughs> should be added on there. Very definitely. Well, the SEC is going to be going after the Bitcoin folks. So once that, all the all the regulation comes in, the whole fake money thing is going to go well, down. I think the, the IRS the is going to jump on that yeah, bandwagon yeah. too. <laughs> so okay, what's up? Um, well, last week you talked about attacking the flu with a, a special light bulb. Yeah, there's a light bulb out there, the C band ultraviolet that they're working on in uh, I think it's Columbia. Um, university where imagine changing your light bulb out and it has C, C band of ultraviolet um, also displaying and it'll kill you know you sneeze on somebody and the virus is killed as it gets to the other guy's nostrils I was going to say in the classic episode of Star Trek Operation Annihilate they go through the whole same thing do they really? I'm a yeah, Star Trek it's, fan it's the, it's the one with the the pancake creature attaches itself to Spock's back. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The central nervous system gets attacked, and yeah. then they determine that with the light it can kill it off. There you go. And so maybe this doctor Spock was a Star Trek fan. <laughs> Someone was binge-watching it. That's awesome. No, this guy is uh, – this, 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 uh, I think his name is Brennan. Dr. Brennan is a – he has dedicated his life to trying to uh, end these infectious uh, type of uh, diseases like this that are, are communicable in this way, and he's – Come up with a unique idea, and maybe he was inspired by Star Trek. I have no idea, but it's exciting. Well, it sounds better than spending a billion dollars on our universal vaccine. I, yeah, I, I think it doesn't make any sense to spend money on the vaccine if we can solve it this way. Well, and so many people minute, aren't going to take the shot. We're talking about the government here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I why know. would we spend a couple million to fix it when we could spend trillions? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not our money. I mean, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little trifold that you see. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I hope the light bulb idea works out because it seems so so amazing if it can work out. It can do a lot. Obviously, we'll become more and more clean, which means we'll be more and more apt to get infected by some sort of superbug. But who knows? I'm and, sure there's a downside. One other thing. Yeah. About the electrical grid. Hmm. I had my radio on and I fell asleep and then I woke up and Coast to Coast was on. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. And they had this rocket scientist talking about how he wanted to get his thing called the SHIELD Act through. Mm-hmm. And it's been defeated twice by this one congresswoman in Alaska because she's a supposed never-Trumper. Okay. And so he says that it would cost $30 billion to upgrade if we were to 
um, take on an EMP pulse. Mm. And I was wondering, I don't know anything about the electrical grid, but I mean, we're all pretty much dependent on it. And they yeah. said that 90% of the U.S. would be wiped out within the first year. Hmm. Is that something that we should maybe be focusing on? Well, we should have been improving our electrical grid ever for you know from from the beginning. I mean, uh, what, is, what what exactly is the electrical grid? All basically all the transmission wires, your transmission wires, the uh, power stations, the you know all the all the systems involved in transmitting power from the power plant to you is the electrical grid, and it has to be balanced. I mean, I'm not an expert in it, but it has to be balanced so you you have the power going uh, smoothly. Throughout the day, there's a base load, and there's all the variable loads coming in from solar and hydro and wind. And is it something that w- is fixable? Well, if you look at Puerto Rico, maybe not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that's their their electrical grid is down, and they're taking forever to put the poles back up. And uh, again, it's 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 a system that is antiquated to the point where even the environmentalists are kind of whining about the fact that they can't get windmills up in Maine because you can't get the power transmitted through the rest of the of the country because the lines haven't been improved. And it's another not-in-my-backyard thing. I mean, we can't even get hydro coming down from Canada because somebody has said not-in-my-backyard through New Hampshire. They don't want the lines coming through them. So for some reason, you know, we have all these great ideas about you know, solar and wind and all that, but nobody wants to put the money and time and effort into improving the, the quote-unquote grid. Um, so it's just a wait and see thing. Yeah, and who knows EMP? I mean, is that real? I've you know, uh, this, you're listening on coast to coast. I'm not sure if it's real or not. EMPs could really happen. I mean, they they've tested it. Mm, it sounds but like another Star Trek thing. All they do is uh, like you could take like South Korea. South Korea, oh, they're our friends. North, North Korea. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, they may become one country again. Who <laughs> That'd knows? Be great. Anyway, uh, if they sent something up over the United States mm-hmm. and they blew it up. You know, uh, in the atmosphere, in, in some the, way? Uh, yeah, a certain distance mm. uh, above the atmosphere, mm. the EMP that it creates would knock out the electrical grid mm. for uh, a certain number of miles. I can't remember how much I, that I read it. Let's hope but it doesn't the point happen. is, you don't actually have to uh, like bomb a city. Right. All you got to do is blow it up over in the atmosphere and take out all, take out the electric grid. Right, and then the parts that stop working would overload the parts that do work. Fun. Because, you know, they're trying to... Sounds like Bob has been out listening to the same radio station you have, Steve. <laughs> no, I just read oh. about it. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see, Steve. Hopefully everything's yeah. going to be fine. But, if, you know, the electrical grid does need upgrading. We can't get Why power from point A to point B. I love your show. It's very educational. <laughs> and I love how it's based on the computer, as Dr. Strangelow says. All right. Well, thanks, Steve. So long. Take it easy. All right, guys, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Hopefully there's no EMP between now and then. We have two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we talked about will be posted live by Mike G. Go to our Facebook page, our old-fashioned website, and, yeah, even on Twitter. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock on this lovely Saturday morning after the nice nor'easter we had. Quite a weird storm. Uh, but uh, all is well, I hope, And wherever you are. And let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to John in uh, New Britain next. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I was on the computer this morning. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know what happened. I don't know if I hit a button by accident or what. Mm-hmm. But 
um, my touchpad on the laptop stopped working. Yep. I have uh, an external mouse, and that plugged that in, and that's fine. Yep. But, uh, you didn't any settings, try to find anything that don't see. And um, no. I'm running a Dell Inspiron 5755 with Windows 10. Yeah, Windows 10, exactly. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong, John. Uh, Microsoft just updated your computer for you. Happens to me on my machine every now and again, too. Without me even knowing, huh? Uh, well, they're helping you out. They're just doing <laughs> service packs and updates for you there, John. So... Uh, is this uh this is a laptop, right? Yeah. Yep. So you can do a couple things that seems to solve the issue and uh it's worked for me. Um mm-hmm. you want to power the device off. Okay. And then remove the battery. Okay. And you want to turn the power push the power button with the battery out of there to make sure all power is cleared. Right. Then put the battery back in and turn it back on. Half okay. the t- more than half the time that'll solve this issue. Something has happened with the communication between the pad and your device. I don't okay, know. Yeah, I did reboot it, and I you know, oh yeah, where oh yeah, that, you know, no, not no, that'll not fix it. I'll tell you that because right. I've done all that too. The only thing that fixes it uh, is what I just described: the battery and draining it with the hitting the power button. Yep, and you start it back up again. Somehow the device then resp- uh, reports into the the computer, and the computer says, "Oh, there you are." Um, you can also remove if that doesn't work. You can try uninstalling or removing the touchpad drivers from your machine, shutting it down, turning it back on. Hopefully, it, you know, it'll go ahead and detect it and uh, install um, the driver. I did that. <laughs> you did that too. Okay, then that didn't work. So the power, I bet you, I bet you the power thing will work. Okay, great. I will try that. Good luck. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, John. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. It's annoying. Have you seen that before? What's that? What he just talked about. I think so. Okay. But, yeah, I, I missed one key element, though. Was it an HP? Uh, no, I think it was a Dell. Dell, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's the same same thing that I've seen. I've, I've got to think he's going to have the exact same solution. It's something yeah. up with the, the touchpad and how Windows 10 updates. So Yeah, Windows 10 and their mm-hmm. hardware updates. I... They're helping you out, Bob. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, they're giving us work that we good. don't need. <laughs> We're busy enough. Let's go on to Gary in Bloomfield. Hey, Gary. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah, got a question on... Malware bytes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run it every week before I do a backup. Okay. And this past week, the it got to the second step, uh, pre-scan operations, and usually it goes through in a minute or two. Mm-hmm. And it was up over 30 minutes, and it seemed like it just locked up at that point. And even exiting out of the, the dashboard, I couldn't get it to stop because the next time I opened up malware bytes, it picked up with the clock there saying elapsed time is still running. Hmm. So then uh, I went into the uh, malware bytes website and uh, I found the section where it said uh, to stop a scan, you click the button in the lower right corner by the clock and you can. Uh, I forgot the description there. It's the same button I used to remove a, an external hard drive. Mm-hmm. And it stopped the uh, scan. Mm-hmm. But now when I try to open up Malware Bytes, it says unable to connect the server. Oh, okay. Well, that's unable to connect to the server. It's uh, it's having a problem communicating uh, through, through the network because the server they're talking about is the server that 
uh, it downloads the signature files for the malware. So is that on my machine or is that at the malware bytes? So that'd be on malware bytes side. That would be yes, and you would need to. Uh, well, first thing you, you want to do is make sure that you can reach the internet. Yeah, I can. Because if you can reach the internet and then the software doesn't reach the internet, then it has some sort of a problem, an issue. It being malware bytes. So the only thing that I could say is you might want to uninstall it and reinstall it at that point. And that may not fix it. And they do have a tool to completely remove malware bytes. Mm -hmm. And then it'll take all the registry entries and make sure that it deletes all the files because a lot of times uninstall leaves files behind, which could be corrupt. Right. Okay, and, is that that uh, clean.exe file? Yes. And I would find that on uh, Malwarebytes someplace? Yeah, you can download it as a utility on Malwarebytes. And if you know where to look within the Malwarebytes folder under Program Files, you might be able to find it in there. Okay, so I would have it on my machine already? It could be. Not necessarily. Yeah. Okay. And Gary, your process of scanning, um, you don't need to really do that every time. I, I only use Malwarebytes as a remediation tool if... I have a malware issue, okay. um, and I don't have a malware issue because I use OpenDNS and uh, just a free antivirus program. Okay, so I use Canine based on yep. what you guys were saying about two and a half, three years ago when I bought the machine. Yeah, yeah, Canine's great. Only drawback of Canine is those logs. Do you clear those logs on a regular basis? Um, I didn't know I needed to. It'll so. slow your system down if you don't, and that's why we stopped recommending it. Okay, where would I find those? On, uh... You have to log into your Canine configuration. And then there's a log area. It'll, it'll actually show you where you've tried to go and where people have tried to, to, to go on your computer. And these logs are built up that are kind of massive. Okay, and so um, just you can go in there and delete them? Yep, you can clear them. Um, no. It'll improve your Internet performance. That's why I really don't re recommend it anymore because uh, I think uh, OpenDNS does a much better job. Okay, would I be better off than taking K9 off and making the switch? Yep. Okay. I think you would be. Um, it's a better, I think OpenDNS is a better security tool, and again, it doesn't produce those logs that K9 does. So, Okay, and if I uh, have, whether it's K9 or DNS in Windows Defender, would I need to have anything else on the system? Generally, no. I would, you know, if you want to hang on to have malware bytes in case you get infected, sure. But you don't need to keep scanning the way you are okay. or having it active. You're, you're going to slow your system down further. Um, if you have those, if you have all three things in place, so I just use it as a remediation tool. If, and I say if something happens on one of the five machines in my home, and it has not happened, period. Okay, <laughs> okay so when the, on the going back to the malware bytes, if I go into the program uh, <clears throat> where malware bytes is and look for this clean.exe file, and if I can't find it there, then you can download. This, search, this way, I could search the file from the system, isn't there? Yeah, well, we can, and we can also put a link up here how to, how to manually um, deal with this as far as write to the article from Malwarebytes as to how to properly use the uninstaller. Okay, I'll so. appreciate that if you can put that up. Of course, happy to. And uh, just to follow up, at, uh, you were talking earlier with someone else about the EMP. Oh, mm, boy. Grid. Yeah, you got to love this coast-to-coast -coast talk. Go ahead. Um, 1962, Honolulu lost their... Uh, electrical system because of a, uh, an atomic energy test. So, 
launched out of Johnson Atoll, and it took out their street lights, microwave towers, television antennas. Really? And it disabled uh, one-third of the satellites in orbit. In 1962, did they have that many satellites? Would they have, like, three up there? No, I think there were more than three. But, uh, <laughs> they, took, they took two of them out, <laughs> one of them out, yeah. Um, and, uh, it was known as Operation Starfish Prime, hmm. and it was launched out of Johnston Atoll. Interesting. Interesting. So that, I just thought for... Yeah, I don't know if we want to continue this line of discussion on our little little IT show because uh, we just get a lot of uh, folks get all nervous and crazy about it. But um, the practicality of an EMP pulse coming from you know somebody else, I think, is fairly low. Um, I think we have bigger fish to fry than to, to worry about that so much. And there's no way for us to spend the money to even harden our grid. No. Within the next, I mean, the way we spend money inappropriately on government in general, you know. It, it costs us the most here in Connecticut just to deal with our roads than any other state. We're like the last in the country. Imagine if we had to improve our electrical grid. <laughs> our, our our electric bills would be a thousand bucks a month. <laughs> so unfortunately, because of the way we do things in government, we can't get anything done effectively when it comes to infrastructure. No. So I'm not gonna. We should probably worry about something we can actually do rather yeah, than that. True. So all right, Gary. Okay. Thanks a lot for your help. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah, bye. 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 All right, we're going to step out and take a quick break. Chuck, David, Bill, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And that last caller, we uh, quickly took a look at that whole uh, test that was done back 50 years ago in Hawaii. And he's he's not kidding. Um, I, we'll put a Discover magazine in, uh, link up there for you so you can kind of read more about it. It was called Project Starfish. No mention of satellites um, being affected, but it did affect 100 streetlights. They had some issues with some radio blackouts. Um, oh, there is a message. There is a note here of satellites. Uh, so you can read it for yourself. Uh, this is the 50th anniversary of, of that. So Starfish Prime, they called it. Ah, they were messing with stuff back 50 years ago like that. It's great. Uh, let's go on to uh, Bill in Windsor. Hey, Bill. Good morning. How are you tonight? Doing fine. How are you? Terrific. Thanks. That question. A number of years ago, I had a domain resident, but this was set up for me. My domain name was registered at one company, mm-hmm. but the website and the related emails are being hosted at another site. Sure. That's not uncommon. Okay, I was going to ask if that makes sense, or should they all be done at just one at one of these locations? It's fine to have it registered by one company and hosted by another. The real key, Bill, is to make sure that you are listed as the registrar, so that you own your domain. Um, some folks have people do it for them, and a lot of unscrupulous IT companies out there that will say, oh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and register Bill's domain, which is billsgreatcompany.com. And when that IT company registers themselves as the registrar for Bill's IT, uh, billsgreatcompany.com, then when you want to leave that IT company, they say, hey, sorry, Bill, we own the domain to billsgreatcompany.com. You don't. And no, in this case, I do own it. That's good. But I'm saying this for everybody else out there because we were actually part of a court case where an, an IT company was doing – we took over the service uh, of one other company's uh, IT support. And the old IT company was so spiteful and had done this to this other company that they kept the domain name and the, uh, the company suing to get it back lost. The judge said, sorry, this guy is the register of your domain name. You have to go and uh, 
come up with a new one. So be sure you are the registrar of your domain. Make sure you're the master of your domain, as it were. <laughs> okay. A little Seinfeld reference. <laughs> but uh, that's important. Otherwise, yep. that's, that's, that's the only thing you have to worry about, Bill. Otherwise, what you're doing is fine. Okay. Now, I have two, three emails set up on that. Mm-hmm. And they're the incoming and outgoing uh, or mail.myname.net. And it, it, everything worked fine until last Wednesday. Then all of a sudden, I can receive, but I can't send. Or maybe I'm sending, but it's not being received at the other end. And I'm not sure who controls this. My, it's done on Mac Mail, but obviously my internet service is provided by Comcast. So mm-hmm. um, it's unclear to me who's, who's responsible for this or who I should work with to get this straightened out. The Mac is Mail it, people. Okay, people are controlling that. Yeah, the, whoever is ho- uh, hosting your email has control over your ability to communicate in with that mail server and communicate out. So they could have changed ports. They could have changed um, encryption certificates that need to be modified on your end as the user that is causing the issue. So it's Comcast shouldn't have any involvement in causing you so this that, trouble. That, that's good news because they're less than a desirable experience calling them. So, mm. And I have more luck calling with the domain people. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the domain people, whoever's hosting your email, they're the ones that really have the power over your mail coming and going. Okay. And you, you introduced or talked a lot about this open DNS. My question that I've never actually heard answered, what impact will changing that have on the sites that are hosting a website like this for me? Would that have any impact on that at all if I go change these things? Ah, great question. Open DNS? So no, you're, you're, you'll be fine. You can surf to your heart's content. However, if your host, the hosting company that's putting up billsgreatcompany.com, is inadvertently infected by malicious software, okay? Mm-hmm. And now your customers are going to billsgreatwebsite.com and getting infected by malware. You don't know it, but they are because your site company doesn't know what they're doing. When you try to go surf to billsgreatcompany.com, guess what will happen? OpenDNS will say, uh-uh, this is a bad site. I'm blocking you. It'll save you from yourself. So you'll be able to surf like, like, like normal. But if the site is hosting malicious software, it'll prevent you from going there. That's the whole point. So uh, I highly recommend it for everybody to go and, and get this in place, and uh, you'll surf a lot safer. Okay. And one last question. I use everything that I own as Mac. Mm. And I've been up to date. I have not had any, um, any like a Norton or anything on it. Right. Because I didn't feel I needed it. Okay. I'm changing my way of thinking these days. Good. And I've looked at a couple. I've looked at WebRoot and I've looked at, um, what's the other one? Bit, Bit, Bit Defender? No. Bit Defender. Uh, no, it's not Bit Defender. It's something else. Bit Defender is a, uh, encryption. Um, okay. Something else, but yeah, um, we would recommend Webroot. Webroot, okay. Yep. Okay, thank you very much for your time this morning. All right, Bill, thank help. you for calling. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, if you didn't get anything out of that conversation, other than this, make sure you are the registrar and owner of your domain name, whether you're a business, whether somebody's done it for you, because they may not have done you any favors by making themselves the registrar of your domain name, and if they do that, they own it. Yeah, they may uh, give you some sort of a. Uh lying about, well, we'll register it for you and just charge you a monthly fee. Right. 
with a little markup. Yeah, just make sure you understand if they register it for you that you are listed as the registrar. And uh, we can put a link into our uh, on computertalkwithtab.com so you can actually see if you are. And it's I think it's called Who Is. And uh, we'll put a link up there for that type of uh, utility. You can go ahead and put your domain in there and see if your company is the registrar of your domain or if somebody else is. But that information could also be hidden. It shouldn't be. Yeah, because you can actually exclude it from uh, be, people being able to see it. Oh, that'd be bad. I have never heard of that before, but yeah. I hope not. Um, let's move on to Chuck in Durham. Hey, Chuck. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Uh, I, uh, good. My question is less global than the uh, EMP stuff. <laughs> okay. And I have a, um extension uh, that keeps popping up on my screen. It's called IBM Security Rapport. And I'm wondering, and it, it's embedded itself in Chrome, I'm wondering if it's is legit software or not. We're checking. It's not like the Colbert Report, is it? Do you do bank with Webster? Do you bank with Webster? I do not bank with Webster, but uh, um, I do do online banking with several other banks. Okay. And uh, and financial institutions and yeah. I'm wondering if one when I read it it sounded like some financial institution. Yeah, it's a IBM software and it's uh designed to be uh more secure if you do banking business. So it may be something that your bank asked you to install so you that you could access your account on more their securely. website. Yeah. So it seems legitimate. Okay, that's that's the perfect answer. <laughs> glad, glad we could help. <laughs> One less worry for the morning. There you go, Chuck. Thank you very much, guys. Bye-bye. You're welcome. All right. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out. We have three lines wide open, 1-800-953-1080, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted live by Mike G uh, over to our old-fashioned website at computertalkwithtab.com. And uh, you go there, and we'll keep updating it throughout the morning. And then, of course, if you like our Facebook page over at Tab Computer Systems and Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy, it'll end up in your news feed. And if you follow us on Twitter at Tab Computer Sys, it'll get there as well. I had a creepy thing going on on my Facebook page, Bob. I went and uh, I just looked up Blu-ray DVDs. Um, through Amazon. I was on Amazon's site and looked up the Blu-ray DVD on their site. Secure, encrypted, right? In my Facebook, I get a I get a new, I get a uh, ad for Blu-ray DVDs, the exact ones that I looked up and put in my shopping cart. I didn't pull a trigger on it with Amazon, but they're obviously sharing back and forth between them. I get when I go on Amazon, I I get emails with ads for the things that I'm looking from at. From other folks, right? And not only that, but I get ads trying to sell me things that I've already bought. I know, I know. It's so <laughs> annoying. It's just creepy. These companies are all working in cahoots, I think. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online during the news. We'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.